Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 154 of Shades of Brown. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, it's been what, like... It's been three weeks because of my move. Yeah, I I did a move recently, so, you know, had to get internet service back up and going. But you know what we got now? We on gigabit internet up in this bitch. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's I, I have gamer grade Xfinity internet. Technically, it's a gigabit plan, though. I do get 940-ish consistently down. That's, 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 that's pretty good. 40 megabit up, which is gross. You know, my Backblaze ba- backups are not significantly faster because I actually got 100 up in my last place. My last place is like 100-ish up. It was mostly, honestly, it's probably more like 60 up most of the time, 100 down. Um, but so technically my, my uploads are going slower. But, you know, we got 940. So as as I've been joking about, I did, in fact, erase my Xbox. And currently I'm downloading all of my games again. Let me go ahead and open it up real quick. I got the, let me actually turn on this Xbox real quick and tell you all what, what it's pulling from Xbox I... servers is from. <laughs> Oh my god. Let's see why, here. Why? I got the SSD. Don't worry, it's gonna be one second. I got the you guys got the SSD in it, you know, opens quick. Uh we are we are at downloading currently at a fast 31 Mbps from Microsoft servers. Uh yeah. I guess I guess fast internet doesn't matter if if Xbox Live's download servers probably throttling me because this has been going for the past eight hours. Yeah, I would imagine there's there's a little. I mean, it's the weekend too. Uh, Comcast network is uh, probably a little uh, busy, uh, so so not 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 the not the not the best time to be downloading your entire fucking Xbox library. Well, it's all good. It's gamer grade internet. You know, it's what this is built for. It's gamer grade. Yeah. I mean, you're paying for it, so might as well use it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, Comcast. Fuck Comcast. Fuck Comcast uh, specifically because they make they try. I, I am going to complain about Comcast. I'm sorry. We will delay this. I need to. I need to talk my shit here because they fucking charged me 200 bucks for installation. Did did you not? Did you talk to them about that? Did yeah, you I did. To- I talked to them about it, and they literally verbatim said, "Oh yeah." For a, for a gigabit class plan, even if you do or do not have someone come to your house, we still charge you this fee. I went to like a store and just picked up a modem by myself. You know what it is? I know how to, f- I, I can hook up the coax. I can plug in a cable. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not that difficult. Yeah. It's, uh, you just need them to activate it. It's, it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, am a couple hundred in the hole to get my gamer grade internet. I mean, the monthly fee isn't too ridiculous, right? It's not. It's not more than it's not. It's a little bit more, but like, but ten bucks the most paying in my last place. So it's not like significantly more expensive, but it's just ridiculous that I am getting charged for. I what I imagine is someone just typing in like a MAC address in a fucking uh you know call center somewhere. They're charging me two hundred bucks for that for that service. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they are definitely like squeezing you. That is. That is absurd, actually. Like, they should not be charging you setup fees. Like, usually, like, I know ISPs here have setup fees, but they usually, like, waive them. Like, they're like, hey, yeah, like, if, if you sign it up, you know, sure, uh, we'll waive, like, what is it, like, 50. Like, usually, it's not even like, usually, it's over here, it's like, I think, like, 50 bucks or like 100 bucks for, like, if you have an installer come out and, like, uh, like an actual person come and, like, check like the equipment is working and everything's everything's good to go right i can imagine like that if you charge for that that's like fine right but if you're not like sending anybody out like what why are you charging like what what's what's that's just pure profit i mean at least too, i don't have a data cap at least that's that's the nice one because when you do go to those more expensive ones because it would be a little ridiculous to give you gigabit internet and have a terabyte cap i feel yeah that would be uh i mean that would be a pretty comcast thing to do but yeah so Let's let's get started. Uh, we have some uh, we have some news about uh, Chosen's favorite gaming platform. Uh, it is Google Stadia news time. It, we have uh, unfortunate news. I I don't know what the word unfortunate is is. Uh, I don't know if how many people care. Uh, but Google is shutting down uh, first party Stadia studios. Uh, so, so what are these first party studios? What was the plan with these? Like, were these supposed to just make games for Stadia? Like they acquired a bunch of studios just to make, uh, games for Stadia. Is that it? Is that what they're shutting down? So basically they opened two studios. These were, um, like open. So you obviously hired existing talent in the games industry, but it wasn't say, you know, like an existing studios acquired. And so it's two studios, um, that they had acquired. One was or, or opened rather one was in Montreal, I believe, or Quebec somewhere. 
somewhere over in French Canada land. Um, and another one, I believe, was um, in, in the States. And so they uh, had two un- unannounced games. Like, they, we didn't know a fucking clue what they were making. They were making something. Um, but then Google was just like, yeah, we're going to shut that down and focus on third parties. And, I mean, we should get out of the way. Ha, 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 Stadia. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. It's a failed service. But, uh, you know, I, I'm actually of two minds on this, right? Because, obviously, so we're going to dunk on Stadia because it's funny, too. At the same time, though, I mean, why why are people out here advocating for companies to acquire exclusive content? You know what I mean? Like, there there are so many times you see folks being like, who's Microsoft going to buy for Games Pass next? I feel like we've probably engaged in a little bit. But at the same time, I... I why 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 are you why are you like standing for the for the company man like who who cares like it's I, if anything there so if you look in the music industry there's a reason spotify and apple music stopped paying for exclusives because it's a net negative in the games industry it's the same thing it, acquiring exclusive content is a net negative it only benefits like corporate monopoly power and nothing else like the fact that you can't that you need to buy a switch to play mario is actually a bad thing yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree actually. Like, uh, in 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 you know, it's like it's sort of my mindset on exclusives have changed over the years. Like, I think more back when during the PS4 era, my I I bought a PS4 just to buy a, play a bunch of PS4 exclusives, and at that time, I was like, hell yeah! Uh, like, exclusives mean that uh, these first party studios get to make uh, some very interesting games and very good games. Uh, that's why, like, having exclusives is, uh, is, is, is good. But, like, and then I, then I think about it, like, now, all these years later, and I'm like, it's, why do I have to buy a console or, or, or a platform, like, just to, just to get, play, like, a few series? Like, why do I have to buy, like, this and this? Like, why can't other people play X game, right? Like, why can't other people play, like all the all the PS4, why can't other people like Uncharted? Like why can't other people play Uncharted or The Last of Us Part Two? Like it's like I sometimes some people still argue that exclusives mean that because first party exclusives mean that uh, these first party platform holders like pay significant amount of investment uh, to the into these games just to get people to play on the platform, and these games usually are like high quality and also like they are. Um, like they usually don't have bad, uh, like bad business practices, like loot, like microtransactions and loot boxes, right? Like especially Sony's first-party exclusives are pretty good on that front, right? Like they don't really have that kind of like sort of monetization model. They're usually single-player uh, exclusives, right? And and I'm just like, why can't that be cross-platform? I mean, I know why, but like it's it's just not. I'm not a fan. Like like Stadia here. Um, first thing, it's funny that Google is shutting down another thing, you know, like that's, that's the endless joke is that Google always shuts down, uh, more things, uh, than they, than they create. And it's, 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 that's fine. But like, I'm, I'm not like, like, what is like, I, the more, the more thing I'm considering is like, is there a market for Stadia's product? Like, as it is what they're going to sell from now on, like to other game companies. Is there a market for I mean, as third party stuff, sure, right? Like I, I the thing the thing about this is for the consumer side, if you like yes, Stadia is a thing that now will only have third party games, which is fine. I actually don't think that's a problem. But as well, since Google is phrasing in the uh, article we've linked in the show notes that essentially they are gonna now also try and push more as like a publisher service for either prototyping or also for publishers to distribute their games on, which is also fine because think of it like this. It's it's infrastructure, right? Like I think I, I've mentioned on Mastodon a while back, but basically it's that. Sure, it's not hard to build a streaming service, you know. I, I imagine. Well, I mean, it's so it's not hard on a technical level of like building basically like a you know like a little relay thing, right? That gets inputs from a computer, sends it to the server, video feed comes back. What is difficult is building out infrastructure, and Google already has all these nodes because of Google Cloud Services and YouTube, and because of that, that's why it's more attractive for like an Activision Blizzard to go for this, say if they wanted to put like Overwatch on a streaming thing, right? Because sure, maybe the Google gets paid something as being a middleman here, but. Activision Blizzard is not building out cloud infrastructure in like Miami, Tampa, Atlanta, Georgia, Toronto, you know, different cities. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's the thing. Google, they, they're, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a business person. They're gonna leverage uh, Google's uh, investment in the fucking in 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 infrastructure, right? And that's what they're doing, right? They're they're leveraging like Google's Google Cloud is like, like wide worldwide infrastructure, right? Like that's not something you can just build overnight, right? Like that is significant monetary and not just monetary, but also time and like a lot of uh, effort and, and expense on building that, right? Right. So and if you're like a if you're like a video game publisher, your your uh, core competence is not building cloud infrastructure, right? You you build you make you publish games. You you might make games, but you don't like build like global spanning cloud services, right? So you just sort of out sort of outsource that to somebody who knows what they, like who has existing infrastructure, right? Like it makes sense, like which is the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do because no one. I don't look at Nintendo. Nintendo can't build online services for shit. I have no faith in Activision Blizzard being better than Nintendo at that. You know, no one wants another Nintendo online. Oh my god! I think Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, might be slightly better because they have been building their own infrastructure for a while. They do have their own network, right? Like Activision Blizzard games. Like I mean, they leverage like cloud services. Obviously, everybody does, but like they they do know how to build like networks for games, right? They have been doing it for a while. World of Warcraft has been running on Blizzard infrastructure since it started. It's still running on Blizzard infrastructure. I'm pretty sure. Um, so so like they know like Activision Blizzard more than any other publisher probably has the talent, but they might not want to invest in that more, and they might more more want to like. If they want to get into the streaming thing, they want to, you know, not build their own and just get into, get into bed with Google and and pay for some sort of stadia licensing deal. Like that's that seems more likely. Yeah, and uh, the Verge piece that we link talks about how ISPs might like to like buy, buy like a cable like bundle of games. I that doesn't seem that's a very Comcast thing to do. Let's that be is. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, Xfinity well, we'll gamer great internet that's only um unlimited on Xfinity internet bro that oh, sounds Jesus. very Comcast Ugh. oh that's disgusting um uh, so yeah uh, well we should also say too there's an already example of this happening uh Amazon right Luna Luna's literally repackaged GeForce now running on wait, AWS what? wait what so the what? same server blades that like Nvidia uses for GeForce now right that's what Luna is. So the control version, like control on on Luna, it's basically like just um, a Windows VM running NVIDIA, you know, whatever their server grade version of like the RTX GPUs are. I think Tesla, is it the Tesla ones? Whatever they're called. Like one of those server blades, right? So it's basically like licensing what NVIDIA has already built out with GeForce Now and just throwing it in an AWS instance. So I, I'm just... Uh... Like I, I feel like yeah, this is this is fine. I think this is what was expected. Like I feel like nobody was surprised when Google announced this because I felt it always kind of felt like Google was only half-heartedly. It felt a little like not like like they didn't really think this through the entire way, and maybe focusing on just just building like a sort of a, like a licensing sort of like a more like a platform that's for like other companies to use as sort of a service is more sensible than building uh like a like a pub basically basically google being a publisher a games publisher is doesn't make that much sense i don't think right like they they probably thought that it's more profitable to just do that do the licensing thing instead probably more money in that than than making games and publishing them because making games is expensive and it is also risky right like there's no chance there's no guarantee that the, the studios that they that they created will make games that will actually be worth anything right like the that's 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 the reality of game development it's it's uh it's expensive to invest uh and pretty risky right for google so so th- this is a, a safer bet actually uh so so there's that you could say you could say it's a other bet <sighs> i'm sorry um also i think there's one last note that i would want to bring up about the exclusivity one because i know people being our menchies about this so yes input method like variability you know like obviously the switch controllers the horrible joy cons and the dual sense like fun trigger things 
those are a reason to have exclusives, right? Because then the game could be built specifically with that input method in mind. Um, just as like a general counterpoint to that, those should always be optional for accessibility reasons. So there are games that force you to use like the gimmick of the controller, but those are bad because they are not accessible because they require a certain level of mobility that not everyone has. Um, so that would just, just before that goes into our menchies, that's a counter argument. I, I, I would recommend people, uh, I'm going to make a recommendation of, of some videos, uh, of Laura K. Buzz. This is content, uh, her, oh, yeah, her, her accessibility, vid- uh, um, series, her yeah. accessibility series on YouTube. Just go look up Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. Um, I would recommend people give that a watch. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff that I learned through those videos that I, that I didn't know about. Uh, so, you know, especially for, uh, like I said, it's a lot of disabilities that I didn't think about were how it would affect people. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a thing to keep in mind that like, yeah, the platform exclusive like input methods are. I'm I'm not especially I'm not a fan of like things like motion controls. Uh, being uh, Nintendo, I'm looking at you. Uh, so yeah, I get. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm not a fan of exclusives in general now anymore. That's that's it's it's just not 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 a thing for me. Um, so what are the what is like I feel like we're talking about Google and Google what they, Google is doing. How does how does it feel? Like, or rather, what is the reaction to this from like the sort of the Stadia community? Like, what is what is the bro? They're in shambles. The Stadia community is in shambles right now. This is um reason um, number seventy four as to why you don't put your identity, um, your personal identity, in line with corporate, you know, shenanigans. Yes, absolutely. Do not do that. No, uh, do not do not invest yourself like that into, uh, especially not a Google product, but really any any corporate. Any, any any sort of corporate endeavor like do not do that they are not your friend um that is yeah i'm i'm not surprised there's a lot of i know so, like you you're you're the regular peruser of the stadia subreddit which i feel like like attracts the most uh hardcore let's just say politely of the stadia fans um, yeah they're i mean they're shambles at the same time i, I genuinely i don't think stadia is going away because at the end of the day this is still there is so much money in games that it's not like there's not money in google making games right but there absolutely is money in google making a distribution platform because let's say google only gets like 10 percent of people who use android to be active stadia users mm-hmm. that's a lot of people 10 percent of android users is it's, it's, it's like what like a lot of people <laughs> a couple hundred million because think about it yeah. this way right they are not rolling out new infrastructure they're just adding server blades to their existing infrastructure right like they're going to build out the servers for google cloud and youtube and other services as is so it's not as if they're losing money on stadia by putting a couple of server blades right in each data center it makes more that's what i say it makes more sense for them to have this platform and use their existing competence in in cloud uh, cloud infrastructure to uh, to to make make this gaming service and publishing and making games is a way more riskier proposition, right? Because there's no guarantee that those will like those will sell enough to make a return, right? Long term, uh, but they already have the Google Cloud infrastructure and that it's already proven to be good. So like that's that's like a, I feel like from a business perspective, it makes sense that they're doing this so. like i think there's a good example of this already right so for example if you have ubisoft plus when you sign up for it it's just mentioned there's like oh hey if you want to play this in your browser go to stadia because you pay for ubisoft plus all of those ubisoft games are immediately available to you in stadia mm-hmm. yeah i yep. think ubisoft. that's sort of that's like the play that i imagine google's looking for here and that is that is the play like ubisoft is very into stadia right like they really like Ubisoft feels like Ubisoft puts their games on every platform. They just fucking they don't give a shit. Like they will put it. They they still make games for the fucking Wii U. You know what I'm saying? Like Just Dance. Like they're still making Just Dance versions for the Wii U. It's amazing. Um, like yeah, like Ubisoft's kind of deals. It's, I expect what is going to happen for Stadia going forward. Right? Ubisoft. I would imagine EA is probably thinking about this. You know, like EA Play is probably going to be integrated into Stadia, into Stadia at some point. I feel like this is going to happen, you know, uh, like Xbox game pass is not going to get into it because Xbox, like Microsoft is planning on launching X cloud at some, at some point in the near future, some point uh, browser based X cloud, hopefully someday. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe the same time Halo infinity launches. Uh, so, you know, uh, so let's, let's talk about, uh, some iOS related news. Uh, there's, there's been some big, uh, 
iOS, like more Apple specific and more iOS related news uh, happening specific to privacy. So this is the uh, in I, the iOS fourteen beta for which version is this? iOS fourteen point five, right? So yeah, fourteen point five. Fourteen point five, which is in beta right now um, for. Uh, a setting. Uh, this is. I. I think the setting already exists. This is just making it apps like on app by app. It actually works. So the settings there, where it'll. Um. I don't have my phone in front of me. But basically, if you go into settings privacy, there's like an ad section. It says allow apps to ask to ask you for tracking. Right. You can turn that on or off. So basically, if you turn it off, they can't track you, nor will you ever be prompted about it. If you turn it on, you know you won't be prompted. You'll be prompted for it. And so. That's there right now, but it doesn't really do anything. It's going live in this um, feature update. And basically how it works is, say you open Facebook, right? And the phone's going to say, hey, do you uh, do you want Facebook to track you? If you say no, it will randomize a whole bunch of shit, right? And basically make it where the app cannot track you. As it's enforced on a system level and also as an app store policy level. And of course, as you can imagine, Facebook is throwing an absolute shit show about this because it will have a meaningful impact on ad tracking. Right. So uh so Facebook is saying that uh they have a God, it's so bullshit. Um so this this privacy thing is this 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 toggle the setting in, in inside uh per app uh is is going to essentially block tracking from app to app, right? Like is that what that is? Like this is this is like when apps can track you from one app to another app, right? Like, is that's what this is blocking, right? Um, I don't think it's blocking, like, it's not blocking, like, things like when, when apps send telemetry. Like, that's not, that's not getting blocked. That's not the thing that's getting blocked. It's the thing that's getting blocked is there are. Well, so it tracks users and it also accesses device um, identifiers, right? The, the advertising ID, right? Like the, okay. Um, so. Uh, Facebook is saying that they this will affect them. Uh, this will, this uh, I'm, I'm not going to use their words. Well, it's actually, too, gonna... before you hop into this, I do have a. I'm on the Apple Developer site, so I have specific examples they've list right of what this what this toggle does. So I think it might be helpful before we hop into the Facebook side. So examples of tracking that has to be um, you know either allowed or you know gated through this prompt. Displaying target advertisements in your app based on user data collected from apps and websites owned by other companies. Sharing device location or email list of a data broker, sharing list of emails, advertising IDs, or other IDs with a third-party ad network that uses um, information to retarget those users in other apps. Placing a third-party SDK in your app that combines user data from your app and user data from other developer apps to efficiently track ads. For example, using an analytics SDK that repurposes the data it collects from your app to enable targeted ads in other apps. And... The following use cases are not considered tracking and do not require permission. When user or device data from your app is linked to third-party user data solely on the user's device and is not sent off the device in a way that can identify the user, and when the data broker for whom you share user's data with the data solely for fraud detection, fraud prevention, or security purposes. For example, using a data, data broker just to prevent credit card fraud. Okay, so this is essentially like blocking, like, Essentially, retarget like retargeting, right? That's the the ad ad term retargeting using the using the data yeah. from one. Let me app. put this actually in the show notes too. Let me actually yeah, actually, you should. I think that you should. That's a that's a pretty good explanation. Yeah, so I, I just added it right now. Uh, if you want to open up too? Yeah, like I I think that this is I think this is obviously a good thing, and that ad networks are going to be mad, uh, including and including one of the bigger ones. Obviously, Facebook is not happy because a lot of their uh, a lot of their advertising, tra- like a lot of their tracking on that front is going to be like retargeting based on data from other apps, right? Retargeting from apps that use the Facebook SDK, I would imagine, right? Like Facebook ads. Like I, 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 I'm not really familiar with what Facebook's ad business is actually like, to be honest, because I don't have. Well, I mean, the biggest example here, right? Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and Facebook. Those are different apps. Right, right, right. So like tracking across those apps, right? Like tracking. I would imagine like, yeah, like does that really make those apps? Like those are separate apps, but are those third parties? Well, I feel like it would it make it harder, right? Because at this point, you're only doing it off server side stuff, right? You're not, there's nothing on device you can do. So it's solely being done on like the back end. 
Right, right. So I would imagine like if you logged into Instagram with with your Facebook account, like that's like they're gonna be able to track you anyway. Like that's that's not gonna be they're not gonna be able to stop that. But because that's happening server side. Um but yeah, like this this is good for especially for like I would imagine a lot of like a lot of like uh, a lot of apps, a lot of games have like these third party analytics SDKs or marketing like third party uh, and SDKs that like track between apps, right? Like I would imagine a lot of games have similar SDKs between them. Uh, so like if you turn if you turn that off, if you turn this off, and this is and this is we should brought this up. And Facebook is actually this is the thing that they're mad about. This is like the the blocking of the of the tracking is on by default. Is that correct? For Safari, it is. So this prompt this prompt is on by default, right? So you're going to get shown this prompt. But so Safari has another feature called private click measurement. I think you've heard about it before. Let me add the WebKit page to it. That's on by default. Basically, the TLDR of it, though, is that it um, randomizes when you click on an ad to not show that to you that. So it'll like send a, um, basically like a bit some data saying, okay, someone's clicked on this ad, but it won't, it won't send over any identifying information about who clicked on the ad. And that's on by default in Safari. But, the, what's, what, but for this, though, what's on by default is basically the fact that you just get shown this prompt and you know, I don't believe anyone's going to say no tracking, right? I feel like I, I don't think a majority of users are going to allow apps to track them, which is not bad. Like, I don't think it's a problem. But obviously for Facebook and Google, it's going to be an issue. It's it's going to be, I mean, it's a problem for people who make money off of this, right? Like this is this, the, the people who are mad about this are are, are people who, whose, whose uh, businesses are like dependent on ad revenue uh, or like is, is an ad business, which is Facebook. It, and Facebook is like, Hey, it's going to affect sm- uh, small businesses. I'm like, Facebook doesn't give a shit about small businesses. Like they don't like, they really don't do not, do not believe the Facebook propaganda. Uh, so it's going to affect small businesses. Like for example, when Facebook fakes stream numbers for like um, people who game, who stream games on Facebook's video platform, or also when Facebook say drives traffic uh, to to clickbait sites instead of the original source. Uh, so it's going to hurt those small businesses, right? The same ones that get fucked over when they try to market, con- you know, have content be sold on on Facebook, or rather, you know, marketed on on Facebook, right? That is that that those are the kind of businesses that are going to get fucked over here. Oh my god! It is just like Facebook is is bad, but they. Um, yeah, it's going to affect ad businesses for sure. And ad businesses are like a lot of apps are going to have to comply anyways. Like it, Apple is not stopping, right? Like this is, they are not like um, Facebook, Facebook can be mad. They can have this, this, this very, uh, very sketchy pop-up, right? Like that pop-up screenshot, bro. Like I, I read that and I was like, that is, uh, that is that is just gross. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what other word to use for that. That's slimy. Like that's just I, I, it's Facebook, but it doesn't surprise me. But it's just yeah, yikes. Um, but yeah, it's it, this is good. Like I, I I I am not like I'm not losing like like the ad supported internet is 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 sort of um, I feel uh, like a sort of a curse, sort of like a poison. Uh, and like it, it feels a lot of content on the internet is supported by ads, right? And even content that I like to, I like, right? A lot of content that we, we watch or we listen to, uh, is supported by ads, right? Like a, lo- a lot of web content is supported by ads, right? But that doesn't mean that I think it's a good thing that it is supported by ads, right? Like I don't, like I. Well, I mean, there's a right and a wrong way to do it. So like if you overcast, I think it's a canonical example here. So how Marco does it is basically, he built like a real shitty ad network where it's like, or it's like in the app. So it'll basically use, it does it locally, right? But it basically says, okay, what podcast does this user subscribe to? And basically, what are these categories? If someone's more in tech, okay, we'll show you a tech ad. Simple enough. You know, that's, I mean, sure, it's a tracking per se, but it's like, if on my phone, I have 20 Apple podcasts and I, and someone you're trying to show an ad to me, I think it's, I'm fine with them being like, well, we'll just show you Apple podcasts because that's what you have 20 of, right? And not using any, any other bits of information, just what content you have in there. I think that's fair. And how it's done on the seller side, it's like the more people who are trying to buy ads, the higher the price goes and it automates itself that way. And that's basically the simple way of how his ad system works. And I don't think there's a problem with that. That ad system does not 
bother me because i mean yes sure maybe it's that it's selling it's showing me ads based off of what i what content i listen to but that's fine that's like if that's like if i'm in uh let's say like let's say if spotify's ad system doesn't work way, but let's say it's did right where like you basically listen to a lot of trap music so some a music producer could basically show like pay for an ad for that kind of music i think that's fine where it's like based off the content you listen to or the content or what you do in like in terms of content you get shown recommendations or ads for other content solely off of that i think that is a fair ad system that doesn't bother me and it is pretty ethical i mean I, content recommendation algorithms are always not the most ethical but i think at least with regards to someone saying hey i think you might like this i'll pay to show you this i don't think that's a problem as long as it's not like radicalizing content yeah on, on the scale of of sketchiness i think that's that's not that sketchy uh i feel like but yeah there's definitely i mean this is this specific measure uh is is not about that though right this is this is about this is this like an app like Overcast is not going to be affected by this, right? Because well, it will. No, it's not. It's not going to be affected by this because uh, data doesn't leave the device, right? That's what it says in the thing. If it doesn't leave the device, then you you don't have to worry about it. So this is this is affecting apps that tar- like basically add SDKs, right? This is this is affecting all these analytics or uh, marketing related uh, uh, SDKs that track across apps, right? So if you have two ga- two iOS games that use the same like same like uh ad SDK, uh, I would imagine they they are tracking you right now across apps, right? Uh, or for example, I think a more tangible one, a very real one: whether apps that sell your locations to government agencies. There's a the, right, right. You are being tracked. This data is being sold to a data broker. Therefore, based off what I'm reading here, it seems that that would fall under the the categories. Bro, this bro, this is this is this is why I I only use the Apple Weather app. <laughs> I don't literally. I don't use anything else. Just like I, I mean, I don't. I don't need like detailed weather. But uh, now that you brought up weather apps, I'm just thinking like I just use the Apple Weather app for that kind of that reason. Like it, I know it. It doesn't like it's not going to track you as much, right? I'm, I'm not sure that Apple Weather app. I mean, it, 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 I, you can turn off location on it and just set a static location, and it doesn't send any location data at all. Uh, so that's there's that you know uh, there's that. But yeah, uh, it is, uh, there is, there is a lot of like noise about this from people who are going to be affected, uh, negatively by it. But, uh, and so you gotta be a little bit, uh, don't buy the Apple, not don't buy the Facebook propaganda here. And like Facebook is not, is not on the, on your side. Facebook is on Facebook's side. Just, just remember that always. And I mean, too, there's like propaganda on Apple side too, right? Cause obviously this benefits them because what they want. They want everyone to do subscriptions in the app store, paid apps. And, but I mean, I would, if I, if I had to place my, my flag of allegiance somewhere, I would be okay with less gross ad tracking stuff if that meant there are more apps that were, had to be sold on like a subscription basis. Cause that's how they could pay their bills. Right. Like I feel like that's a fair trade off to make. Right. If a developer needs, wants to make money, right. By saying, okay. We can't do ad stuff. Well, for this weather app, you know, okay, we're not going to sell your location, but hey, we have to pay for weather data. So if you want to use this app, you got to pay like two bucks a month or whichever for it, right? Or like, you know, five bucks a year. Like, even though I think subscriptions are annoying, I think the the transparency of, well, you, it costs me money to get weather data to prevent you in a nice way in this app that you like. So, you know, we, that needs to be paid for so I can actually, you know, this can be sustainable. And I don't think that's wrong uh, versus the, well, I'm just going to sell your location data to the feds. Bye. Like, I don't, I think the charging for weather data one is a much clearer. And even if I think subscription fatigue is real, a much more honest way of doing it. No, subscription fatigue is real. And it's also, which I guess not everybody can afford to pay subscription. And this, this is why I think so. There's a sort of a economy of haves and have-nots. Is is that people who can afford to pay for subscriptions have apps that are that are that are better, or that are that are not targeting uh, their their personal data more than people who who cannot afford to pay for subscriptions and are using apps that have ad SDKs in them, right? That have uh, that have invasive uh, tracking or invasive telemetry. Uh, like that is that is definitely a uh, discussion to be had. Probably not here, but it is that it's a whole topic, right? Like of sort of the sort of the way. I I think what is the surveillance sur, sur, uh, the word I'm trying to use is sur, sur, surveillance cap- capitalism 
has created the problem of surveillance, and it has created also the solution, which is that you just pay for subscriptions, which is the solution. Well, I mean, like like we were saying with Overcast, right? Like it's, I think, oh my, I almost said Overwatch. I guess Overwatch is ad network, <laughs> but but with with Overcast though, like I I don't know. I think I think there's like there's a scalable version of that ad market, and like I don't know, all y'all Linux nerds out there building another chat app. Like why not? Why not? Why can't we build like an ethical ad marketplace? Like I feel like that's a that's like a viable FOSS thing that could happen and could actually be beneficial, right? Like a run your own sort of open source ad network that you can implement into your own app. You have like a portal, right, for advert for people who want to pay for it, and it's done in a transparent way that maybe might use some you know nodes for for targeting but it isn't like you know someone's age race or other super personal identifiable information to to get that done like basically fuck element you know let's build ad network instead i I cannot somebody's gonna call you on that i I bet you somebody's gonna be like build a code ad network instead and they're gonna call you on that um hashtag just loves ad networks or something (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah the the the, the ethics of advertising and the ethics of uh surveillance capitalism uh there's there's a lot there this entire that's an entire podcast by itself that's a uh, book that's like a book and a half i mean if you want to read a book about it you could go read uh surveillance capitalism i forgot the entire full title by shoshana zuboff right uh you can can go look that up if you want to read that about about the about the the mechanics and the the way surveillance capitalism systems are designed. So if you want to go read that, but let's talk about something a little less. No, it's actually not not less creepy. It's actually pretty creepy. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, Huawei's uh, Harmony OS, right? Uh, Harmony OS for people who might not remember was announced in 2019, I believe. Right? Uh, I think that's that's when Huawei announced that they were going to make uh, a uh, ha- uh, quote unquote all new OS. Right? Uh, and and guess what? Uh, they didn't make an OS. Uh, turns out, uh, it's not a new OS. It's just Android. It's it's just it's just uh, it's just it's just Android with without the uh, without Google Play services, uh, which. Uh, which is fine, right? Like that's fine. Like you know, that's a thing that exists, right? Like that's that's fine. Like, um, like Amazon makes Fire OS or whatever they call that. Um, a lot of Chinese OEMs make their own make make Android forks, obviously, because they they cannot have they cannot uh, Google Play services doesn't work in China. So this that is fine. And what is what is not fine is that Huawei is just like. Trying to hide that this is this is just Android, right? Like they are actively in the way that they made this SDK and made this like whole system. They they like they are trying to hide that this is just Android. And also, let's talk about the absolutely bonkers way that they are providing this SDK to potential developers, right? So. Uh, there's an article on on uh, on Ars Technica by Ron uh, who who had to provide uh, a ID to Huawei uh, to to get to get a copy of the SDK. Right, you have to provide uh, a picture of your passport and I think uh, your credit card, a photo of a credit card. They want a photo of your credit card and a photo of your passport. And you have to send this to them for identity verification. Um, can, can you just like, like I that's that's um, it's ridiculous. It's it's a, that is just the sheer absurdity of it. Like I uh, cannot. Like the most you have to do down. I don't know how it is in Canada, but for like for the states, right? What the most I think you have to give a company is mostly. If you're signing up for financial services, like say Apple Cash or Google Pay, you do have to provide your social, the last word of your social security number and an address. But I think that just cross references you with like a no go, like federal list, right? And that's about it. But you normally don't have to like provide like your whole ID and all of that. Yeah. Like I, I am like, what is, this is extremely creepy. Uh, I, I, I don't understand what the point of this is. Like, are they like, like and you can't even like 
you, you can't even pirate the the quote unquote pirate the Harmony SDK because uh, the SDK won't run the emulator until you like sign in with an account that has passed the background check. So they have they they DRM'd the SDK emulator basically. Uh, so that's that's good. Uh, this not not none of this is great. And also, um, it is the emulator is running as a remote device like it's running uh on a server in china you're fucking, you're fucking vnc'ing into your android sdk amazing yes, you're vnc'ing in your vnc it is you like it is like it, it doesn't actually run the emulator locally it, there's no local emulator it, spectacular there's nothing running locally. it is and by and, and and by ron by ron said that it is not even uh it's not even a virtual device it's an, actually a physical phone Running in, in in somewhere in China that's literally being basically VNC proxy to you. Um, like that is like he he could like tr- he could like do do something and it would like the device would t- restart and he would lose lose his connection to the emulator, right? Um, and like you could just that is amazing. Like it's and you want to talk about the documentation because I feel like it's kind of wild. Like, can, can you read these terms to me? Like, some me, of these terms. I mean, I, I, I feel like there's two bits of it. it is ridiculous, but at the same time, right, it also could be bad translation. So I don't, you know, I don't want to, while I, some of this, let me pull it up the quotes. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Dev here. Let's see. Apparently okay, one of the comments right mentioned yeah. that, yeah, the Chinese docs are like, like actually, the translation is fine. It's the Chinese doctor like also ridiculous. Apparently, like I, oh, I don't okay. know how much, how much. Okay. I don't know how much I trust that comment in, in the Ars Technica for a comment section. But you know, there there might be something to that. But you know, let's see. So we got we got one right here. <clears throat> the distributed virtual bus is a communication base for interconnecting devices such as smartphones, tablets, wearables, smart TVs, and head units. The typical scenarios for the distributed virtual bus can connect smartphones to food processors, range hoods, air purifiers, air conditioners, lights, curtains, and more. The uh, distributed device virtualization will let users connect their smartphones to smart TV with the gravity sensor, acceleration sensor, and touch control capabilities of the smartphone virtualized as a remote control. This is where it feels like bad translation to me, right? Like gravity sensor is not a thing that... Trans, I would imagine the term barometer. For that, that is, would be a barometer, you know, a, I think. Bar- a barometer or like a gyros, gyro sensor, right? Like not like a, not. You wouldn't call it a gravity sensor. Yeah, I think right? it's one of those. I think I think so. With these sensor names, I'm not going to say those are ridiculous because I think when you like, for example, right, like uh, in, in like Japanese, the like if you're doing a stream, right, every time you translate it, if you translate it or try to literally because you can't translate Japanese literally but if you tried to using like what the equivalent English word would be you would say you're 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 holding a distribution right instead of ha- instead of you know doing you you're going live on a stream so like it might be like one of those things right where it's technically they're trying to refer to like a barometer or a accelerometer but the mandarin for it literally would translate to gravity sensor rather than accelerometer Right. So I think this is where, but this is the, like the whole thing about this documentation is these technical features that they're talking about are just like bullshit. <laughs> just bullshit. They're just making up like marketing terms for Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and like other, other like, like things that are already like, like is I, I like this documentation. Uh, also, um, there, the, the Harmony OS has a uh, quote unquote new app format called App Packs with dot app extensions. Uh, but it is just an APK that they changed the file extension on. It's just an APK. You can just, uh, like, you know how you can like unzip APKs with a, with a, like if you change the extension to dot zip, you can just unzip an APK, right? Uh, you can just do this with, these ones as well because they're just APKs. That's that's all this. This is just Android, bro. It's all it's all of this is just Android. Like and this is the thing. I I think that Huawei is trying to build this not for international users. This is not meant for international use. Like like I think this is where I think Ron sort of misses the point is that Huawei is this is not being built for an international user base, right? This is not this is not supposed to be used outside of China. This is supposed to be used internally within China, right? 
like Ch- the Chinese government has been focusing on building uh building computing platforms internally right they want to build their own processors they want to build their own operating systems they want to build their own network infrastructure they want to build like everything right internally and this is just part of that i think this is just part of that sort of project uh this is not meant to be like what's the point of this is not to be like, yeah it's just android but like it is like like they're gonna like this is i think it's just the first version and they're gonna just modify this even more and have like this base operating system which they can use which they can license to other Chinese OEMs, right? So instead of other Chinese OEMs building their own fork, they could just buy, they could just license it from Huawei, right? Um, like they could just license Harmony OS from Huawei because it's, uh, it's it's there. And also too, Ron didn't take a look at the backend services, right? So for example, we don't actually know if they rewrote some of the stack because they because you have to think about it in two ways, right? They could, and I know our, our I would be down for it, right? They could say, fuck it, let's go with Ubuntu Touch or whatever, you know, KDE on it or, you know, something more wild like that. But you think about it like this. Generation of people in China are used to this interface, right? And you could re-implement an existing interface on KDE, right? You could fork KDE for, for mobile or, you know, Ubuntu Touch or, you know, whatever Pine books run. Uh, Pine phones run right. I think they run you bunch of touch, but I don't remember. You know, you could implement a very Android looking interface on there, or you could start from the existing base and then just start modifying the base system right for for other stuff that they may you know they may find. Because for all we know, it could be running like its own custom Wi-Fi stack, could be running its own custom cell stack. We just you know, Ron isn't a programmer, right? So Ron or you know someone who can who's technical enough to really take dumps of this and try and figure out what's going on at a lower level. Yeah, and, and right now it's, that, that's difficult because there's no local emulator, right? It's pretty difficult to get get this like really, and I would imagine that's why it's not a local emulator. They don't want people like 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 basically just like going through every file and trying to figure out what what was changed from the from the base Android image, right? Like that, that's I would imagine there's a lot of stuff that has been changed, like a lot of as you mentioned, like connecting to like Huawei's services, Huawei's cloud services, like sync services, like what like replacement for Google Play services, like what what's being replaced, right? Like what sort of stuff is being replaced. Uh, yeah, and that's and and at the end of the day, this is not this is not for the rest of the world. This is this is supposed to be China only. Uh, and and it's it's more like the equivalent of new Microsoft Edge right to Chrome. Like I think that's the play of Huawei would want to go for because it's just you don't. I mean, if it's it's 2021. It, no one needs to build an OS from scratch now. There's no there's no real reason to. And I mean, ultimately, I'm actually not opposed to this because I mentioned it before. I don't I don't think that just having two American companies make the dominant or you know more American companies make the dominant software for the world is objectively a good thing. Like if China wants to have its own set of chips and operating system that fits for its own country, like I don't think that's objectively a, a terrible thing. I mean, granted, obviously, there's more politics involved with that, but that the look, to step back from the real world implications implications of it, right, and just as like a as a theory, maybe I don't know, but like like if if Europe, like the EU, was like, hey, we want more EU focused companies to like make services that cater to this specific market because they work here and live here, right, and say like some American cultural stuff just doesn't make sense for the European market. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Ditto for, for Asia, right? Like, I don't think it's a bad thing for that as well. We don't need, or it shouldn't be that just, you know, two American companies that provide software for the entire world. Correct. Um, and there is, yes, obviously there is the social and policy and politics, political aspect of these. And that is not, I don't feel qualified to discuss that. To be quite honest, there is a lot of stuff going on in China that I'm not qualified to discuss. Um, so and if you want to read that, there's stuff to be read, but this is not that. Uh, yeah. So Huawei's Harmony OS, you do, do not sign up for this. Like, why would you? Like, I, I, I know Ron did it because, you know, Ron, Ron is, uh, Ron has to write this article, but, uh, uh but uh, you do not have to do this. You do, do not have I'm surprised Ron didn't send a fake passport. That's what I'm surprised about. I would have just sent fake data and see if it worked. Like, I, yeah, he sent his actual passport and his actual uh, credit card. Uh, I, I don't know, man. That's, uh, that's a little sus. Uh, I, 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 that's, but anyways, uh, I would imagine Ron's, uh, Ron's data is in Chinese government databases anyway. I would imagine because he probably has been to China before. 
Uh, yeah, so I mean, anyways, it's the same thing. Like, the, <laughs> every country gets a copy of your vi- of your um, passport when you go for a visa, right? So it's not like they they probably have had it before if he's been to China for any time. Yeah, so so that's that's who I is uh, Harmony OS. Uh, it's 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 a uh, it's wild. It's uh, I would love to see like somebody get their hands on a local emulator, a local cop, like a local image of this and try to like try to get a dump of the image and try to like analyze them, see what's going on. Right. Like that, I would be interested to see what like sort of like the services differences are. Like I, I'm actually curious how all this stuff works from the services perspective, not just because it's Android, but like how does like Huawei is equivalent of like the play services stuff work, you know? Uh, so I'm curious about that. Uh, that's it. I think we, we can, we can wrap up. Uh, I, I don't think there is anything else to be said, uh, or there's not much going on. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's the world's on fire as normal, but you know, it's been, it's tech annuary came to a close and now we're in. <laughs> I can't no, keep this no, going. No, 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 please, please stop. This, this bingo card struck, struck out. needs to be removed from the bingo card. Uh, so as always, uh, show notes are on two shades of brown, dot com. You can send us, uh, email, uh, contact at two shades of brown.com. You can find me, uh, on Mastodon at packetcat at 10 forward.social and on my website, sodicsafe.com. And Joseph, where do people find you? So I got an Eero router. And you know, like I, I get, I know it's owned by Amazon, and all the data is probably going there. But to be honest, like a hundred dollars ish for like a Wi-Fi six router has been pretty nice. You know, um, it's it doesn't look like a Predator drone, which is honestly the main, the biggest thing I wanted. I, you know, sometimes look at these routers and you're like, is it a military grade weapon? Did it did it does it break the Geneva Convention? Or is, is it made by the Republican gamers? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did pick up an Eero. It's been working pretty well. You know, I mean, obviously, I got my 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 regular setup on Ethernet. So, but for my phone, I can easily get like six hundred down on on Wi Fi, which is pretty good. Pretty good Wi Fi six is good shit. Um, but yeah, also, Eros app. It's made for people who don't care about Wi Fi, which is me. So, I imagine a lot of our audience that enjoys like the Orbi stuff, you know, like running you know custom firmware on the routers would hate it. But I just like press a button, I turn on some network filtering stuff, turn on some ad blocking stuff, and it just works nicely. And that's that's what I care about. So yeah, no, Eero, Eero gets a tangible, if you're okay with Amazon's data privacy policy, yeah, good. why not? Why not? Um, and uh, yeah, y'all can find me online at Uh Bye. <laughs> bye.